0: Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your Your Angry Angry Neighborhood Neighborhood Feminist.
1: Feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspectives. Uh, With that being said, we don't always get things right, but this week it's very, very heavily opinion-based as we watched an interesting documentary. We did. Um, So this episode is
0: going to be focused on the issue of men's rights activists
1: Uh, This was kind of spurred on by our desire to watch this documentary called The Red Pill. And it's totally my fault. Like, I totally offered this movie up, not really knowing what it was about. And just was like, as soon as I started watching it, I was like, oh, man.
0: I was concerned when I read the synopsis. I'm like, this is going to upset us. I know it is. But I also think it was important for us to watch it. I think it was an important thing to watch. So the synopsis is... When a feminist filmmaker sets out to document the mysterious and polarizing world of the men's rights movement, she begins to question her own beliefs. The Red Pill chronicles Cassie J's journey exploring an alternate perspective on gender equality, power, and privilege. And that is from the RedPillMovie dot yeah, uh, which is the obviously the the website for this movie. Yeah, I want to go ahead at the top of this show. Go ahead and give a trigger warning um at the top of the show that there are things that I will discuss perspectives that the some members of the men's rights activist movement have that are really troubling yes. um especially when it comes to like uh, sexual assault abuse yeah rape
1: culture
0: rape culture mm-hmm. that sort of thing so if you yeah. are particularly uh sensitive to that just be aware of that going forward it's mm-hmm. not to say like don't listen or or anything like that but definitely be aware and and
1: Fast forward where you feel necessary. Right. So... Let's talk a little bit about Cassie J, just to kind of get a bit of a foundation as to who she was. She is like you and I, where she did theater when she was little and then moved to L.A. when she was 18 to become an actress. Participated and she, in some really bad horror in movies. In some really bad horror movies, and she saw these parallels between her own life being objectified and in these movies where she felt she was being objectified, and she uh, became involved in feminism in some way, and she had done films about women's issues, sexuality, and marriage equality before this. So she was kind of, like, pegging herself as being, like, a feminist documentarian. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Sure.
0: Yeah, no, I mean,
1: uh, yes. Yeah, that's what she... Well, that's what she was calling herself. And I think another great thing to point out before we get into this is that this movie was funded by the MRA, the the men's rights movement, through Kickstarter. So, like, all the funding, everything, like, is completely through the MRA. Yeah, and
0: you... I'm not going to say that there is nothing to be gained from watching this movie. Like I think that there are points that are made that are valid, that are super valid. There was
1: one story in particular that pulled at my heartstrings where I didn't appreciate his outcome of the experience that he had, but the experience that he had I I really felt for this man. But we will talk more about that when we get to it. So so it's not to say that there is nothing to
0: be learned from this movie, but it makes sense that it was funded by the MRA because it is slanted. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's the thing. It's totally Look, biased. And all all forms of media, especially all forms of art, are going to be biased whether intended or not, typically. Yeah. Because you come into it with a particular worldview, Yeah, and that, that it, it does, like, but... Well, but with this, she comes into it with, she's saying that she's a feminist. I mean, she does. She does. But what her worldview was slanted throughout the course of filming, right? So then yeah. when it gets to editing and it gets to like what what That's is this true. movie gonna be about, what's the message going to be about, it's going to be slanted and it it is very slanted. Yeah. Um in it's it's pretty much pro men's rights activists. And they yeah. leave out a lot of things. Whenever I started doing some research on my own they leave out a lot of really
1: scary, yes. bad things. A lot of really scary, bad things. And then when they do talk to the feminists in the movie, it kind of makes them look bad. It's, Especially it's that one woman bit. from Miss Magazine like, yeah. made her look real bad. Yeah, there so, were there were times
0: when when at first when she was introduced, I'm like, okay, they're trying to like get an alternative perspective. Yeah, finally. But as things progressed, you could really tell that they really introduced her whenever they wanted to be like, aren't feminists so
1: unreasonable? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's great. So should we start at the beginning? Sure. Yeah. The, the opening line, which is similar to kind of what Keegan was just saying, which is about, it was maybe an important movie to watch. It says, have you ever been through something where you don't know what happened, but you know it was important to go through? And you see, like, Alice falling down the rabbit hole with, like, the female symbol yeah, it's on incredible. her dress. And, like, it's incredibly, like, dramatic. She's too. like, I fell down the rabbit hole. Okay, so that's the opening line. And then, you know, she talks about how men are routinely ground up in a family court system that is misandrist and biased against them. And then there's this guy who says that men are the majority of homeless, majority of suicides, majority of drug addicted, majority of unemployed, majority of school dropouts, majority in prison. And that guy was Dean Esme, who I kept forgetting his name, but he's the guy in the red sweater with his arms crossed, and I nicknamed him Vape Guy about halfway through, because he's holding a vape the entire time. Oh, really? I didn't even notice that. You see it in, like, one frame, and I was like, of fucking course, this guy is it the guy who looked really sleepy all the time? He's the guy who's, like, in a red, like, shirt, and he's like this, I don't remember like, what any of these people were wearing. I just told, like, feminists. Well, he's just like, he's the schlubbiest
0: of them. Like yeah, the and they, he looked like he was falling asleep the entire time. His yeah. eyes were half closed the whole time, yeah. which really annoyed me. But, okay, so when we're talking about these statistics, they're not wrong. It no. is true. Like, men have higher rates of suicide, they have higher rates of depression. And a lot of these things, they claim, you know, that they're linked to. Um, duh, 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 duh,
1: duh, duh, They're saying that they're linked to a lot of times, like, well... Right, well,
0: they're saying that the higher rates of, like, suicide and depression are are linked to their need to provide as men. And their ability or inability to do Because they're success objects. Right, which which I understand what they're saying, but what they don't understand, what I just kept thinking throughout this entire time watching this movie is... (laughs) That kind of thinking is on the same side as feminism. That's exactly. what doesn't make sense. It's like, exactly. This the is reason they
1: think that way is because of the patriarchy. It's a result
0: of the patriarchy. It's a direct result of that. I literally
1: wrote that like five yeah. times every page of notes. So you're read. upset with power
0: structure that was built upon gender dynamics yeah. that you believe are unequal. It's exactly the same thing that feminists believe. Exactly. And in fact, feminists in general, if you are a true feminist, yes. you believe in wanting...
1: Everyone to be able to make their own decisions. Exactly. Um, And if you are a feminist, quote unquote feminist, who is a male bashing person. To me, that falls more in line with misandry. It is misandry. Yeah. And so they're misunderstanding, like these men are totally misunderstanding the difference between a feminist and a misandrist. And I don't like it when people are misandrist at all because it's true. Like we have to look at the fact that there are other people besides just women. And I feel like typically the misandrists are a lot of like the white feminists. Oh, and for I sure. feel like this is like,
0: you know, yeah, trans exclusionary yes. radical feminists. Yeah. And
1: I feel like this movie is so. Super white feminist. I saw one person of color, one, in the entire movie. There's yeah. no talk of homosexuality. Or of race um, dynamics, or of gender inequality. As far as when it comes to people who are on the gender spectrum, they don't identify as a man or a woman. Trans rights—they don't touch on any of this. This is a very white feminist movie, and that's the other thing that made or me really mad. The, or
0: whatever the men's rights activist equivalent, equivalent of, of, white, feminism. of white feminism. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, they talk about all these statistics. Man of color. Not but one. The,
1: There was one at the toward the end that oh, okay. was giving some sort of lecture, but. There is no, There's. no—she did not interview any men of color because I feel like a man of color would show uh, the statistics and the impression—the oppression of being a black man or right. a Hispanic man. Right. Because they they are oppressed. Yes. And that would make sense to be said, you know, I— you know, had this rape charge and it went really wrong because of not just my gender, but the color of my skin. Right, Like, that I can almost, like, get on board with a little bit more, but it would still make me angry if they were part of the MRA. So I'm glad they didn't have... Well, I
0: mean, and here's the thing. If
1: there's nuance to everything, right? And I can totally
0: understand how a man could get to this place, for the most part. I yeah. can understand it. I do... There... it's It's not so black and white it's not as if they didn't make some good points but the good points that they were making were completely at the expense or disregarding any issues women have like they were basically saying that women have
1: the upper hand
0: and what it is and this was a good point that that editor of Miss Magazine made what it is is that you have for so long had the upper hand in everything that and it now feels that we're like
1: slowly starting to right, get closer. It feels
0: like oppression. Yeah. That it's harder for you to get into a good college because you have more competition. Yeah. Not just with women, but with people of color and people who you didn't in the past have to compete with. Yep. And that's not saying that we're taking your advantages. It means that you have to work
1: harder. Exactly. And it feels
0: like oppression to you because you've never had to do that before. Yeah, it
1: just came easy for you before. Right, yeah. yeah. So in the beginning of the movie, we see this rally in Toronto and we kind of see it slowly throughout the film and um you know there's people there's like feminist groups that are you know chanting and I think it's so funny because um Elam, whatever his name is, is so like impressed with like the twenty people that showed up to this rally. He's like, "Oh, what a great turnout!" Kind of like Donald Trump at his like inauguration. And there's like, it's a bunch of like white dudes holding up signs and like a few people in the audience, and then it's like a shit ton of feminist protesters, right? And he's like, "Yeah, that was a big breakthrough for us." And blah 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 blah. I'm well, like, and I'm sure it was because they had never had a public
0: kind of gathering before. Yeah. So I'm sure for them it was yeah. like a big step forward or yeah. whatever. Um and Elam is uh, Paul
1: Elam. Yeah,
0: should we talk about him? Yeah, let's talk about him for he, a second.
1: His name literally is male spelled backwards. Which he takes smug pride in. Yes. Um, but he he
0: has a website called A Voice for Men. Ugh. Did um, you go to the website? I did not. I did not. I did. Uh, <laughs> I was not about to do that. But he, just so you can get kind of like an idea of what this, this person is. This yeah. is an excerpt from one of his articles that he wrote. Women gone insane with the power of the pussy pass is how Elam describes the movement's raison d'etre in an essay called When Is It Okay to Punch
1: Your Wife? Yep. Oh, and did he? Did you know that he named October Bash a Bitch Month on oh, his yeah. website? It says, I mean, literally grab them by the hair and smack their face against the yeah. wall till the smugness of beating on someone because you know they won't fight back drains from their nose with a few million red capsules. And then um, he goes on to say... A man hitting you after you have assaulted him does not make you a victim of domestic violence It makes you a recipient of justice. Deal with it. And then he also says, I don't know if this is in another interview or what, but I found all these quotes where it says, Should I be called to sit on a jury for a rape trial? I vow publicly to vote not guilty, even in the face of overwhelming evidence that the charges are true. Yeah. Um, but they and don't show any of that in the movie. No, at
0: all. And they don't. And I read in an article that was actually a really good article in GQ magazine um, called Men R- Men's Rights Activism and the Red Pill. And it might not be what it was called, but you can find it if you search GQ. Right. Um, it was a very interesting article, and I will get later on to quotes in it about their disbelief in rape that it essentially doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, And this is where, if you're sensitive to this, maybe skip forward, like, a a little bit. But he says that women are freaking begging to be raped. (laughs) Um Hmm. Yeah, I mean it's it's really kind of and and you see that well theme? it's that
1: thing where people say like oh they enjoyed it kind of thing right but or then that he's, women
0: have rape fantasies which is yeah, true there th- are some women there are that some do, women who do but
1: it's a fantasy for a reason and it has and it has to be still kept within the boundaries of like a relationship or a safe and consent consent yeah and then the other thing too is that um, he goes on to talk about or a lot of them go on to talk about. Uh, male domestic violence, about women beating up on men. Which is a very valid topic it's to incredibly valid a discussion about. But then if you're saying that women want to be raped and that rape isn't true to women, but it is for men? Yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense. That doesn't sense. make sense it to It doesn't me. make
0: any sense. They've taken up this mantle of victimhood. Yeah. Whenever you you cannot... I would say this to feminists as well. Like, you can't... Claim one thing for one gender and say it never, ever, ever happens on the other side. Right. Because of we course can't, it does.
1: We can't talk about rape culture within the female community and then completely deny that men can get raped. We can't say that either. We can't say, oh, well, but men are supposed to like sex. Or that domestic violence doesn't happen
0: to men because we're we're weaker than them physically. Yeah. That's unfeminist. Like it doesn't, it doesn't that is matter. Unfeminist right. thinking and, and way and, of living. And I will say that this documentary did make good points about the fact that there are not enough domestic violence centers for men. Like, there, there aren't. are not. There's not enough recourse for men who have been raped. There's not enough openness in our community to talk yep. about those things in a really, like, open, valid way. Yep. That is all true, but I feel like that is all stuff that feminists take up.
1: I literally just wrote in my next part of my notes, in all bold, capital letters men need feminism, yo. Exactly. I mean. <laughs> I mean, honestly that's what it is. Yeah,
0: because when you join something like a men's rights activism group rather than perhaps like a feminist group. Yeah. It is stoking those flames. It's kind of like when we talked about the incel community. Yeah. Like because you are stoking flames of
1: violence and hatred. And hatred. Yeah. Yeah. And so Elam, is it Elam? I think Elam. Elam, yeah. I, I keep wanting to say Elam, but that's not right. Either way, so, who gives a fuck about this guy's name? Yeah, right. <laughs> Honestly. Elam is upset because people are getting hostile when he used abusive language on his website, and he says, if men have always had the power, why can't they talk about their problems? And again, no I just No one is wrote, saying you can't talk about your problems. I know, I'm like, because of the patriarchy, because men are supposed to not like, show their emotions and things like that, and it's just like, over and over again, like, that was just part of my notes. It was a like, recurring
0: theme. Yeah, it's like, yeah. you
1: don't understand then what people are, what we are trying to help you with. Yeah. And then so we get ten minutes in and she has these little like video diaries which are the most painful things to watch. I wanted to
0: fast forward through those video diaries so bad. They're
1: the worst. We're ten minutes into the movie and she's already like, I feel like my feminist views are being challenged. I'm so conflicted. And she's like, well because with feminism like, I understood it because I'm a woman and I've been through those things but like, I just can't understand the male perspective because I'm not a man. Which is the
0: most white feminist thing you could ever say? Right? Like you can't understand somebody else's struggle. You have no empathy to understand someone else's struggle because you haven't been through it. Yeah, she's
1: like, I just never thought of it like this. I'm like, you're no, she's, dumb.
0: Th- that's the thing about this, it's like any praise that she's gotten for this documentary, I'm like, why? Because yeah, to I don't me, understand everything it. about this film was not only like slanted. Again, got some good information, but like it was slanted, and also like her perspective. She was so easily swayed by whoever she was sitting with. Yeah, she never challenged. them. No, she, she d- sat well, and she... listened and nodded. Right, you know. But she never, even whenever she was talking to feminists, anyone who she was sitting with, she didn't she say didn't a thing. Challenge them.
1: Someone like complimented her interviewing skills, and I was like, she doesn't interview them. No, she sits. She and just, just sits there and records yeah. it, and then uses those sound bites throughout the film yeah. when it's convenient. For exactly. Her. Like exactly. it's not good filmmaking. No. It's No. it's really not. And so, then it goes on to start talking about how women are sex objects and men are success objects. And later on in one of her video diaries, she says, like, I'm so glad I wasn't born a guy. I'm like, oh, dear God. And she's
0: like, now, if it was 50 years ago, I wouldn't be saying that. Yeah. Like, but she's like, but women, like, basically their idea is that, yeah, in the past, women were oppressed. Although, I think some of these men's rights activists wouldn't even admit to that much. No. But, like... Her perspective is like, yeah, women had the disadvantage in the past, and men had the advantage. But, but now no. it's, it's, the tables are turning, and women yeah. are going to have the advantage moving forward. Yeah,
1: no, she, and look, she
0: I agree, and we can start getting into that at some point. I don't know. It, we talk
1: ahead. more about it a little bit yeah, down just, the road. Yeah, you, I'm we'll try, work off your bullet. I'm points I'm trying to be chronolo- as chronological as possible. Yeah, we'll work off your, so, your bullet points. Oh my god, thank you. Um, so the MRAs view themselves as heroes fighting against the feminist movement for the betterment of humankind, sacrificing themselves for the greater good. Okay, so when we're talking about men or women being sex objects and men being success objects, Mm -hmm. this guy Michael Moore says, the garbage collector does not Not get... Not that Michael Moore. So get that out of your head. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Moore is another documentary. Different, yeah, different guy. So the garbage collector does not get up at three or four in the morning so he can have more power over his wife. That's power he's losing over his life to make a contribution and sacrifice. Um, And I just said, like... He may not be, like, yeah, he's not working to be like, I'm going to stick it to my wife and have more power than her, but, like, it is part of, like, our history as... um with the patriarchy, mm-hmm. where the men are expected to go out to work and the women are expected to stay home. And the reason that you don't see more women being garbage collectors is because that was never really given to us as an option. Like, we were expected to marry well, stay home, take care of the children. Yeah, all of
0: this all of this, is something that should be looked at and questioned.
1: Yeah. I mean, agreed.
0: All of this is something that should be looked at and questioned. Yeah. But to say that... He doesn't go out and, and do this to have power over his wife. First of all, you don't know that. Yeah, that's true. And that could be different in every, will yeah. be different in every relationship. There yeah. are lots of men who I do feel like want their wives to stay at home to maintain that power imbalance. Yeah. It is something that happens. So yeah. to say that
1: it's not. And then they have a big complaint. I think because they're saying like, oh, the garbage collector is not the same as like being a CEO head of a company. Well. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean it's it's true. Not that it's not that it makes a difference, but. but it doesn't make a difference, you know. And
0: then secondly, they have this issue with the fact that women are moving into kind of less physically demanding jobs.
1: Yes, which is because true. they're also expected to again stick with the form of caretaking, nannying, babysitting, nurses, psychologists. It's all kind right. of like it, it's still while they are real, true medical fields they are typically female-dominated right. career Right. I mean, and there is something to be said about the fact that women, because
0: it took us so long to be able to kind of get into the workforce, yeah. I do feel like women are, I- in general, more choosy yeah. about the jobs that they go into and less likely to just take a job for job's sake. And because- also,
1: Keegan, would you want to work for a garbage company where you know it's going to be 90% men? Wouldn't no. that scare oh you? Oh God! And in fact, I've read articles that's sounds horrifying to it, me. It is hor-
0: like that's another thing that they don't examine at all is that there. I know women who work in male-dominated fields. We had a, we had a,
1: we had someone write in who worked yes, on oh, like construction sites. Yes. Yeah, and
0: it is there is part of that too where you need that kind of like female companionship. It's hard to be the first yeah. one. It, or it's hard to be one of the only ones because it's a boys' club. Yeah. And if anything happens to you. Yeah. Who are you going to go to? There's exactly. a whole movie with Charlize Theron in it called North Country, uh-huh. where it's that that type of thing. It's like a small number of women working in a factory. Yeah. And anytime
1: they're assaulted or anything happens to them, it's brushed off. Of course, because it's you know boys will be boys. Yeah. So then we meet this guy Warren Farrell. Yeah. Fuck this guy. He wrote a book called The Myth of Male Power. And he goes on, you know, continuing about the subsect the subsex, the success objects uh, theory, saying that society trains sons to be disposable and give them more dangerous jobs. Society tells men they're worthless unless they're providing for their family. Um, Which I, I don't just dis- again, like okay. I don't
0: disagree with that. No, you don't
1: disagree. But at the same time, if you look again, if you look at these male dominated fields, like they talk about the military a lot women are not encouraged to be part of the military. Even in today's day and age, if you hear a woman say that I want to be in the Navy, I want to be a Marine, I want to be in the armed forces, you question it. Are you sure? Are you sure you really want to do that? There's some, like, there's typically some hesitance surrounding that. Well, I mean, again, you question it for good reason because
0: I have lots of family in in the military, men and, uh, you know, male and female, and it's a really, really hard place for women. It's a really hard place because there's so much of that, like... Yeah. Um...
1: It's a boy it is a, It is a boys' club <laughs> yeah. too, yeah. But then also it's like they there is that danger aspect, and I feel like you know, way back in the day when men were drafted and you had to be a part of war, that that is what you were expected to do. You didn't have a choice and it right. was incredibly dangerous. I completely agree and with unfair. that. And completely yeah. unfair because it's not a choice that you had to make. You were forced to do something right. and that's not right. And I would say Listen, the draft should never come back But as a feminist,
0: I would say If the draft did come back It would be only fair for women to also be drafted
1: It's true they, and they did show a clip of that with Hillary Clinton being asked, and I didn't really even understand what their point was at that video clip, because it didn't make a good point I mean, point so me. I,
0: I understand from that perspective, when you come from a society who for so long has said, because really, truly, that is what that feels like. It feels like your boys are disposable. Yeah. Whether they're capable or not, mentally or physically, we're going to send them to war, and you know, that's, that's that. Yeah. And, you know, the women don't have to go to war. Although I do think it discounts the psychological effects of not going and having to stay home and watch your brothers and your fathers and your.
1: Right. It's not like, it's die. not like
0: we aren't affected in some way, shape right. or form. Right. But I understand the perspective. I do get it. I understand that. You know what I mean? But it's the ways in which you go about it and not questioning why this is happening. Yeah. As far as like. All of it roots back into the yeah. gender dynamics that yes. we've constructed
1: as a society yeah. that need to be questioned. That's what needs to be questioned. Let's go back to Deborah Sampson who dressed up like a dude to fight in the military. There were lots of women who did. Women want to do that. Women want to fight for their country. It's not just the men. Maybe men do feel more expected and pressured to do that in a lot of places, which, again, like we will continue to say, is not correct. No one should be forced to do something. I don't remember
0: which episode we were talking about. I don't remember if it was... It may have been both in the second wave episode and I think in Shirley Chisholm's episode, where I think she made the point that women need to be more accepted in the military, not only because there are lots of patriotic women who want to serve their country, but also because it is an economic stability that... Underprivileged, lots of poor men go into the military as a way, as a means to because, further themselves. Yeah, because you get like a pension afterwards. Yeah, and you, you make, get help. You Even make decent money. You get housing, go to school, all of these things that can help pay for your school. Yep. Women were not allowed that opportunity. No, nope. so you can look at it from both perspectives of like, yes, very it's true. very dangerous, but a lot of women who are underprivileged perhaps would willingly
1: put themselves in that it's true. danger. It's 100% true. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> this part made me laugh when Warren Farrell met Cassie. He was like, "Oh, I thought you were going to be a man." And he's like, "I'm just delighted that you're female." And I'm like, awkward laugh. This man It was so
0: awkward. We can we can bleep out his name, but did he remind you slightly of He reminded me a little bit a of little, his like personality. A little
1: bit, cuz he was a little awkward. A
0: little awkward and kind of, like, almost... Listen, I don't agree with the man, but, like, almost, like, sweet in an old man kind of, like, way. Wait, are we thinking of the same person yeah, right now? Yeah, I am, like, because he was kind of, like overly, like, overly
1: nice to her. Right, but then as the movie goes on, he's, like, he's, like... It's condescending. He, yeah, he's, mm, he's an asshole. And then he starts talking about how he used to be a feminist and was pals with Gloria Steinem, and he did all of these, well, I like... I think he considers himself to still
0: be a feminist. Does he? Yeah, I think he does. I think he does. I think he sees it as two sides of the same coin, but he... Because he started incorporating men's rights activism into his feminist, Mm -hmm. like, talks whenever he would have, like, you know, talks about feminism. to
1: be honest, like, a lot of these men are older, and I feel like when they started talking about men's rights, it was during more of, like, the second wave.
0: Right, when and women's I feel like was way over on one side. Very yeah, loud. and I
1: feel like that is that was not a good time to start talking about men's rights because it wasn't as, you know, the second wave was not quite as intersectional. And it was, you had to focus on, like, one. Well, and it's one
0: of those things where it's like, To start talking about men's, it needs to happen. Of course, it needs to happen. But to start talking about men's rights when women haven't even gotten like—that's what I mean—the right to have their own credit card yet. Yeah, you needed to wait until like let women. That's what I mean. Let one go. Yeah, let women kind of get an equal footing before you start like.
1: So then they're seeing oh these feminists like you know had such a backlash they were so horrible to me it's like. I would at, at that time I would have been fucking pissed at you too. Be like, "Can you give me a second, please?" Yeah. I mean, even today it's like, you know, give me a fucking second to speak, please. Yeah. But um especially at that time it's like, "What? What do why are you mentioning this?" Like yeah. so I feel like him bringing it up at that time was probably not the wisest thing in the world. Agree. Um Elam says, women have access to everything men do, education, jobs, but, quote, they're not the ones driving the semis, and they're not the ones in coal mines. Oh, God, that pissed
0: me off, because I'm like,
1: I'm from the middle of the country. I know plenty of female truck drivers. Yeah. And, you know, Odie goes, like, you don't hear a woman organization complaining that there aren't enough female ditch diggers. And then, (laughs) and he's like, if somebody's going down with the ship, it's going to be a man. That's very specific. women, Women and children first, you know?
0: Yeah look yes again it's a result of the patriarchy that yes. you wanted women and children to go first because
1: the women were the ta- were the caretakers of the children and the children would want to stay with their mothers and you're trying to save the children
0: and i'm i'm sorry also have you seen children of men you need the reason why it's women and children first is because women perpetuate the race <laughs> we carry the children yeah. so you have to have like you they wanted women to go first because for the you know, perpetuity of the race. Yeah. Women are the ones who bear the children. Yes. That's why. But again, this is all so deeply rooted in skewed gender dynamics. That's what it is. And I agree that this it whole can movie be should up. just be called skewed gender dynamics. Yeah. I, I uh, yeah. Cause it's, I'm going to stop saying that. Cause obviously,
1: I mean, just you take can. that going forward. Yeah. Just, it's like, I mean, I'm sure I'm going to keep saying it. But um, so they, she starts asking why feminists and MRAs disagree. And someone, I don't remember who, says, because the feminist movement says that men are oppressors involved in patriarchal world rules invented by men to benefit men at the expense of women. And that's, not, uh, that's not wrong. <laughs> it's not wrong. Um, but they're saying it in a way where it's like, but men are always like, no, no, they, no. they're made to be demonized. Right. Boo hoo. Yeah. 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 So, oh, fuck, this pissed me off. When they were talking about, like, politicians and um, about how much you have to give up. There or your are privacy. Plenty this and that. of female
0: politicians. There are,
1: but they're also, but they're like women just aren't as willing to give up that private part of their lives. So men step up and do the politics. I'm like, what? But, but what? And no. Yes, again, like, <laughs> again, you're completely
0: disregarding the fact that women give up plenty of their personal lives. Yeah. I mean, to for be most things to, for you know historically. For
1: their husbands and children. Yeah. Women give up their autonomy. They give yeah. up their personal right. lives for Well, that. and then let's look at this, too. If you are a male politician, you're giving up your privacy. You're going to be scrutinized. They're going to look at you, you know, with a magnifying glass and find problems with you. If you are a woman, you are put under not just a magnifying glass, but a microscope. All the time. And you are being picked on for the way you look, what you're wearing, what you say. I mean, it's it's amplified right. so much, and yet it's really fucking hard. It's really hard. So, like, and it's hard for women to break that glass ceiling and yeah. to be taken seriously in the political climate. Right. And that is why there is such a lower number of female yeah, politicians than male politicians. It's, it's really, not because they don't want to give up their privacy.
0: Yeah, it's really frustrating to hear them talk about it as though it's it was a choice Yeah, whenever, like, for so long... It, it, it hasn't been a choice. Getting into politics has been extremely difficult. That's why they call it breaking a glass ceiling.
1: Yeah. Because... What did they say? They're, like, breaking the glass cellar? Yeah. Did you hear that? Yes. <laughs> what the fuck ever. Um, and then, so we go back to my favorite guy, the vape guy. And he's like, stop... Oh, and, okay, so... This guy was Jay, angry. Cassie J is like, what would you like to say to feminists? And he's like... Stop pretending you're oppressed, and men are your oppressors. And then he goes on to talk about how, like, men die for women. And then... I'm sorry, I thought <laughs> men
0: died for their country. Right? Like, uh, now all of a sudden it's men die for women? I yeah. thought men... And that's the thing. That unless that you're guy. looking
1: for... Unless you're watching Mulan, and you're listening to the song A Girl Worth Fighting For. Uh, which is uh, problematic uh, as fuck, by the way.
0: It, yeah, there's a lot <laughs> so much about that movie. But there was the guy who was, like, pointing to... You know, these are all the things that happen in our society Mm -hmm. that cause men to die. And he says to her, and we're dying for you. Yeah. We're doing it for you. Yeah. And I'm like, are you? And she's like, like, oh my God. I know. She's nodding. And I'm like, are you committing suicide for us? Are you homeless for us? Are you like going to war for us? Because I thought you were going to war for your country. And the and other because things, you, you stand for that, and you've made that right. Choice. And the other things, the suicide rates, the depression rates, these are all a direct results of a direct result of you not being able to manage your emotions and your feelings in a way that is productive healthy. and healthy. Yeah, and that's not.
1: It's our not fault. women's fault, <laughs> no. no.
0: Right. I mean, well, I mean, you have to go into like mental health and everything like that, and yeah, that's the fact the thing. that men seek mental health treatment at far lower rates than women do, yeah, are a result of our societally constructed views on gender.
1: Completely. Yeah. And wh- men have less health insurance. Well, because men aren't calling. Men aren't getting health insurance. Yeah. So I mean,
0: and I think we talked about as well. I can't remember what episode we talked about where like men were more likely to use coping mechanisms like like drinking. drugs and alcohol. Yeah.
1: Well, Um, yeah, because they're taught that they aren't supposed to talk about it. They're just taught that they have to. Push it down. Yeah, and I think it's more manly to, um, you know, just be drinking a beer. You know, it's right. not seen as such a red flag if you're drinking a lot.
0: Right. It's you know? very, it's very, okay. in the same way where it's okay for a woman to come home and have a glass of wine every night. Yeah. It's seen very okay for a man
1: to come home and have a few beers every night. And yeah. like, that's, it's. Even if it's more than like a typical amount, it's still, it's very normalized because that person can rationalize well, it. Well, and so. they have a long, hard day at work. Yeah. And, you know, like. They just need their beers. They need to just decompress. And if they just get a little angry at the end of the day, you just send them off. Too bad. it's all good. Is that how they do it in Minnesota? Yep. <laughs> da, 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 video diary. I hate um, this fucking video so. diary. So... <laughs> She's so obnoxious. I cannot. I know, I can't. I was just texting Keegan last night. I was like, I can't look at this girl anymore. She's driving me nuts. I told
0: you I had to watch this movie in 30-minute increments. Yeah, I did, too. I, like, I
1: it's did, too. pissing me off so I'm much. I'm puppy-sitting for Chris's sister's dog, and I have Dorothy, and they're laying on the ground. Like, they've been playing all day, and they've been crazy, and they finally, like, settled down. And I'm just like, what? Like, I just, like, screeched really loudly, and they both, like, jumped up and looked at me, and I was like, okay, it's time for me to take a break. Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna go cook dinner, I'm gonna go have some me time, and then I'm gonna come back. There's a
0: reason why this movie is free across platforms, because it's on Amazon Prime for free, it's on Vudu for free, it's on, like, several websites for free. It's on Hulu, which
1: you pay a subscription for, Oh, right.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, for free, as far as, like... But, yeah, I'm just saying, it's kind of, like...
1: Well, yeah, it's fucking nuts. So, she's... Always believed that she was part of the gender that had to overcome. And this is when she says, Thank God I wasn't born a guy because she wouldn't want the responsibility of being successful and earning money. What? What? You didn't see this part? No, I did. I think I blocked (laughs) out that sentence. She's like, I mean, I wouldn't want the responsibility of having to be successful and earning money. Well, then what do you do? Where are you
0: getting your money? It yeah. is, is your like foray into documentary films or acting or whatever you're doing, was that not a bid to try and be successful? What and is, earn money? Really? What, what
1: is your point then? Yeah. I don't understand. Then, because maybe she didn't feel like she was pressured into making money, but honestly, well, the only way this... Okay, honey, this is the thing. The only way you won't feel pressured to make money is if you are with somebody. I don't know if she's married... You know, has a boyfriend. I don't know what her situation is, but if you are with someone who makes a lot of money, then you don't have to worry about it. So, if you're by yourself, if you are living alone and you don't have anybody else's money that is helping you, yes, you're. I have to. You have to work damn hard to to earn your money. I did
0: survive exactly. And I feel like that is such a that is such a white middle class beautiful woman thing to say.
1: Yeah, because, because I'm sure... I mean, not that my parents didn't help me all through college and, you know, but my not mom everyone still helps does, me. And, like, know? but that's very much her way of thinking where it's like, you probably got a lot of help. And this this, She was probably given money to get a camera. Yeah. You know, to start doing all this stuff. And that's not saying that it's a bad thing. No. I'm but, just saying that she, like... You, she never had to obviously go through a time where you're like, I don't know if I can eat tonight. Yeah, this documentary did not examine the issues of
0: class and race at all. You and I, and I would say that I'm from an even lower middle, middle class bracket yeah. than you are. Yeah, um, yeah. growing
1: up, we were fine. It yeah. was when I
0: was older that we started yeah. like, with money issues. So I understand that. But like, even you and I have been able to turn people in our families when we've needed it. It's true. And there are classes of people who do not have that option. exactly, And so for you to say that I would not like the pressure of having to be successful and earn money. Yeah. It's like some people don't have a choice. Yeah. Like they have Man to do that. Man or woman, you do not have a choice. Right, yeah. And there are plenty of women of all races. It's a class issue. There are yeah. plenty of, of women of all races who do have that pressure. So yeah. to say that it is a man-woman issue is is diluting it. It's...
1: Very much diluting. It is not a gendered issue. And your privilege is is fucking showing. Oh, very much so. Yeah. Oh, we talk about privilege later. All right. Is it time for the feminists to speak? Sure. All right. Catherine Spiller, which uh, she talks about men's rights being the backlash to the feminist movement because they feel threatened. I agree. They distort the data, spinning situations to make it look like women are at an advantage when really we are slowly becoming more equal, but we are not there yet, and brings up the question of whether or not the MRA is a gendered version of the white nationalist movement. Okay. What do you think about that, Keegan?
0: Um, they made some good points, not just her, but some of the other people who were considered to be feminists that, th- that she spoke to, which... She looks she a little was bit better later. She was the only woman. Yeah. <laughs> the other feminists that they spoke to were men. Were men. Which is fine. But um, and again they were all white. They did make a comment about like how we have seen a spike in white nationalism since we've seen more race equality mm-hmm. because you feel threatened. And it and in that way, I can say it is the same kind of thing. Now, do I think that men as a whole do have more valid issues that need to be addressed by society because of our gender dynamics in this country and how skewed they are? Um, yeah, I do. Then I then I think white people have yeah problems in yeah. this country. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, as a whole, like yeah. men, I think they do have legitimate problems that need to be discussed. White people
1: sure, as a whole, maybe you do, but no. I, not that I we can are think not, of right now. I'm sorry, but we are not discriminated yeah, by race. I, and if you think we are discriminated by race, maybe you should look at the other side. Yeah, I can't think of
0: anything. Yeah, but so, but in that way, I do understand. And someone said something, and I can't remember the exact quote, but it was something like. Um, Uh, Gosh, never mind. I can't remember what it was. But they were comparing comparing it to uh, the white nationalist movement and the fact that that's the reason why we don't take it seriously. It's the same reason why we don't take men's rights activists seriously Uh, right now. No shit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So now we meet this guy Hayward and his story didn't want his story to affect me. Tugged at my heartstrings. With, with his son. No, it did. It did. This tugged at my heartstrings. And this is valid. I, I believe that this, this is, is valid. This is 100% valid. And God, did I feel for him. So he starts out with this quote, though, that rubbed me the wrong way, where he says, If the female is so different that females have to describe it, then being male is so different that they have to describe it. Which I think is true. Like We don't understand the male perspective, because we're not male. Mm-hmm. But at the same time... I feel like women have always tried to understand men in some way, where men have not always tried to understand women. I mean, and you can't say that way. across the board no, in general. No, I can't. I but, can't. But, yeah. but I'm saying historically, th- that's something that I feel like our society has claimed.
0: Well, I feel like the fact that you and I both, this story that he's about to tell did resonate with the both of us so yeah. much, is we do have a certain amount of empathy. Whereas if you say that, for instance... Raping a girl is not legitimate and it doesn't matter and her psychological effects don't matter. You have no empathy for women. We have empathy for like this situation, for instance. And
1: this is the thing, is that you have to be comfortable in not completely understanding the other's experience, but still having empathy. That's what empathy is. Exactly. So it's like, same thing for me when we were talking about Black History Month. I cannot... I cannot understand their situation fully because I have never and will never right. experience those things. Right. So who am I to say? But as a human being. Can I being, have empathy? Right. As a human
0: being with mirror neurons
1: in yeah. your brain
0: that say, like, what would this feel like for me? You're like, you oh my gosh. You can experience how terrible.
1: You, exactly. you can feel how terrible well, that would be. Well, just like this filmmaker is claiming. You know, she's like, oh my gosh, I've never, you know, I've never, you know, thought about the male experience and blah, 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 blah. But how have you, ne- I, okay, anyway, yeah. it doesn't matter. Right. Exactly. I
0: have. I have. Right. As a feminist, I've definitely thought about... But because she's a white feminist. Okay. She's a white middle yeah, class Yeah, because I'm feminist. just like... No, she's... We've she- talked about, like, um, Evan Peters and... What's her name? Roberts, the girl. Oh, Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts. And yeah. how she, like, beat the shit out of him. Yeah, and
1: people are still, like, rooting for them
0: to and be together. And like, I totally ship them as a couple. And I'm like, like, like No, that's domestic violence. You can't just
1: beat the fuck out of your boyfriend. Yeah. Like, it's not okay. No, seriously fucked up. So... During this whole, like, this is before um, he tells his story, they do say that um, he says something like, if I miss 30% of my income, where women earn 57 to 77% of what men earn, um, it's like, like it it equals out because... You're going to live, on average, six years longer than men. But
0: that's, that doesn't that's make not any a societal sense. problem.
1: That's biology. Yeah. What do you want me to do about the fact well, that women live longer? They're saying that men die sooner because of their more dangerous jobs. It's all going back but to it's the it's success it's not all, all that, though. It's not all about that at all. It is completely biological. But they're saying, like, you can't complain about the wage gap because you're going to live longer than us. Don't you think your those life is worth not, more than the money? Those two are
0: not equatable. Exactly. It's a false equivalency. And he said something else right after that that was also a... False
1: equivalency where he was like, um, you might Oh, if you're denied a job because you're a woman, you can just go to another company and apply for another job. But what about losing your, your kid? And I'm yeah. like, those
0: two things are that's a false equivalency. Yeah,
1: but this made me pissed off when they were like, Well, if you're denied a job at this one company, just go to another company. It's like, wow, I never thought of that oh before. My God. Thank you. Thank for you for filling so my mind mind with yeah. all those good ideas. Like, do you don't
0: think that women have fucking tried that? Like, yeah. women just, Think- Duck, Hegan, it's so simple. Why
1: didn't we just try? You think it? we
0: just went to one job and then we were like, oh, um, well. Oh, well, I didn't guess it out.
1: Guess we're oppressed. Guess now. I'm unhirable. <laughs> Jesus God. Christ. Shit <laughs> so, pisses me off so much. Anyway, go ahead. So they start talking about Serpico, which I actually kind of want to watch now because I was also watching Busy Phillips' Instagram story. Mm-hmm. If you guys, I'm such a Busy Phillips fan. If you don't watch her Instagram stories, gold? start. <laughs> it is gold. She finds this picture of Al Pacino when he's younger and he's like hot as fuck. He's hot. And then she's like, wait, I've never seen an Al Pacino movie. And so she's like talking what? with her husband. Yeah. I don't think I have either. What? There are so many good albums I don't think movies. I've seen any. So, All right, sorry, today, No, yeah. but that encouraged me to watch some, too, because she was saying it. But anyways, and she even mentioned Serpico, which I was like, oh, my God, they mentioned it in the film today. So the Serpico case um, is Frank Serpico, a real guy. This woman, after seeing that movie, decided that she wanted to be a single mother, so she tricked a man into becoming a father, and the court accepted that. She won his pension, like 90% of his pension, by sleeping with a guy, even though her friends testified saying that she tricked him. And this guy, Hayward's ex, always wanted children, but he refused because she had an anger problem. He's like, I don't want to have kids until your anger is in check. And so he wrote an article about the Serpico case, and this, his wife, like, proofread all of his writing. So she read this and was, like, inspired and told her friend that she's going to trick Hayward into having a child. And that's how his son was conceived. And if he wants to see his son, he has to stay with her. Mm. Which is horrible. And... It's entrapment... And I will say... And awful. I know people who weaponize their children
0: against women. Comple- I know people, too, as a nanny. Oh, yeah. I know oh, women yeah. who... Um, I have a friend... Who I mean we can talk about this off the mic but yeah. I have a friend who's whose baby baby's mother <laughs> I don't want to say baby mama because it sounds very trivializing yeah. tri- tri- trivializing but um his baby's mother he's got four kids she has totally weaponized he does not have custody at all because when he came back from being deployed, he had PTSD. Yeah. And she was able to convince the courts that he was mentally unfit. Yeah. Even though she also has mental health issues and... Yeah,
1: but because women are typically seen more as caregivers, they you know... Right. So, um, I've
0: definitely seen it. I believe it is absolutely true. It's an issue. That women can weaponize their children against their against their, you know, baby's fathers. Yeah, and she
1: would, like, tease and torment him when the child was around and, like, just made him look awful. The things tell that she the child, described...
0: Like, he described were... Awful. Horrifying.
1: Awful. She would, you know, tell the child that daddy is a bad man, and, and then, like, the mom was overweight and wanted her son to be overweight, which at first I'm like, wait, what? Like, I thought that was ridiculous until he started talking more about it, but it's like she wanted him to... Uh, associate with her more. She wanted to be able to connect with him more by having the same issues and to completely um put him, like cuz her whole
0: family was overweight.
1: Yeah. So he wanted she wanted her son to associate with her with side with her of the side family. of the family yeah. exactly. This part was a little like Mm-hmm. To me, where he's like, I started weighing myself every morning and writing it down, and then my son would copy me because he was in that phase of copying everything I did, and then he would see that he would gain more weight at my at his mom's house than at my house, which is like, okay, good. You were, you got him to kind of be able to see why it's a problem, but at the same time, I'm like, don't teach your kids to weigh and themselves.
0: And also, also, I mean, I guess we should say we only have his
1: side of the story. Exactly. So take everything with a bit of a grain of salt. True. Yeah. Exactly. Not that we are denying his abuse. No, Uh, at all. We completely understand it. Yeah. So the judge decided that the father should no longer see his son, and he does not see his son at all anymore. And there's such an adorable video of his son as a child, and he's playing uh, You Are So Beautiful on the guitar to him. All of the home videos do make it look like he was a very good and doting father, in in what we can see in the clips that he's given us. Which, at the same time... You know, I—and I, and I'm i not saying that my dad is some horrible human being at all, but also my family has completely ignored— his bad behavior so it's pretty easy to show i mean i had so many home videos of me and my dad where he looks back at them and says but look i was there for you this time and i was there for you this time you know mom, what i mean you document the good things right you don't always document the bad things and my mom is usually the one behind the camera too you right. know what i mean so she's documenting everybody else that's going around she's the one that always wanted to document everything right so but yeah you're not videotaping whenever bad stuff is happening true you know? so again we have to take it with a grain of salt but it was just incredibly heartwarming well, and, and even, awful.
0: If, even if for what ever reason, you're like, I don't believe him. It's not to, I absolutely 100% without a doubt know that stuff
1: like this does happen. Exactly. Though. So even if you're not, even if you're skeptical about this particular case, right. it does 100%. But, and happen. what I, what I want to say though is like the
0: same way that you can't demonize all men for the actions of some men, you can say it's an issue as a whole that we need yep. to deal with. This, his partner
1: was Mentally. Had problems. Ill. Yeah, like she you was, can't she, demonize all women because one woman did this, or to you. because a handful of women think it's okay to trick their partners yeah. into having a, a
0: kid. You know what I mean? Because most you, women, most rational women, don't feel that way. Did you
1: watch the the clip of when that woman was on Wendy Williams? Uh, Wendy Williams can go fuck herself. I hate. I'm like, of course you're using a Wendy Williams She's clip. Awful. If this was on Ellen or like some other show, it, they would be like. Horrified Wendy so, Williams is for her to be I encouraging can't, that is so I can't. disgusting. But anyway, she she's described this awful clip. in general. So this woman on the Wendy Williams show, she's in the audience and she's like, Well, my man promised me two babies before marriage and um now he doesn't want to have kids and my friends think that we should trick him into having kids with me and not take my birth control. And Wendy Williams is like uh, women have never been in control of our bodies. We're the ones in control. Clap if you think she should trick them. And everyone's like, yeah! But even you, you can see these, There's like... There's a few people in the, the audience in the that are like...
0: Ah. Yeah, there are a few people who did not clap, and they were like, where I am know. I? Yeah, exactly. So... No, and, and that's... Here's another thing is, like, we kind of have made a joke of, like, oh, poking holes in condoms and making it like a thing. It's so... It's so twisted. It is a child's life. Yeah, and for you to so, if your man promised you two kids before marriage, that's you, his. And you're not married, deal. and he's changed his mind, which he's allowed to he, do. Yes, because having a child is a big, A big commitment. responsibility. Then you and and having a kid is that important to you? Then you need to end that relationship and find someone else. Yeah,
1: or go to therapy or figure it out in yeah, some way, shape, but or form. You do not and make a compromise get to
0: make a decision like that. No, for because someone you're else.
1: fucking with your kid's no. life, and exactly. you're fucking
0: with another person's life. You're fucking yeah. with his life. That's well, okay.
1: And this is the thing: is that when. People go and have these custody battles. They are spending so much money on these custody battles. And um, of all custodial parents, 81.6% are women and 18.3% are men. Uh-huh. We are not here to deny that.
0: No, but um, also there's also a reason. The thing about like looking at it strictly by the numbers, mm-hmm. and I will say I am 100% sure that on occasion... And probably more frequently than we would like to admit, men get the raw deal of custody battles, even True. whenever even well, whenever they're the more fit parent. But, but what I will say also is that you're looking at those numbers completely raw without any understanding of the individual cases. Exactly. Like, there are certain cases where I'm sure men just give up their custody. Yeah.
1: You know? Because it is a lot of money, and it is a lot of hard work, and then there are a lot of men who give it up because they're just like, maybe, you know, they... They just allow it. They're like, well, okay, my and, wife is going to take care of the kids. Right, and you also, you also have to take
0: into account that there are a lot of... I want to see those numbers up against the numbers of single moms. I want to see those numbers True. up against the numbers of women who've gotten pregnant whose baby's fathers have just pieced the fuck out on them. Yeah. I want to see those numbers because yep. you can't talk about one and not talk about the other because there are a lot of women who get pregnant and get left. Yep. And so if you want to make it illegal or whatever, yeah. for,
1: then you also have to look at what are the consequences for just leaving a woman who's pregnant. Exactly. And the MRAs are basically arguing that mothers are more fit to raise children and dads are more equipped to write a check.
0: Right. And it doesn't Meh. matter. <laughs> yeah, right. And it doesn't seem to matter, like, what, what environment the child is in in the mother's care. Yeah. Right? Just because she's the woman, she should have custody over the children. Yeah. Which is
1: not right. Yeah. This guy, Harry Crouch, which made, immediately made me think of Barty Crouch. Oh, my God, God. Me Potter. too. I just started reading to yell the Harry Potter books. So Harry Potter That's is, so like, funny. fresh in my mind right now. So he talks about father's rights issues, and he says that mothers force babies to be put up for adoption, or they force babies to be aborted, and men are upset because they're not allowed to be fathers. Where I think there are instances where... Men are not let into the equation at all, and I personally feel like that is the uh, example of an unhealthy relationship and unhealthy communication with your partner, even if it is just a person that you hooked up with and you're having a child Mm -hmm. with. At the end of the day, I do believe that it is a woman's choice what she decides to do with her body, but at the same time, if I were to get pregnant by just some guy, I would still feel that it is my responsibility to at least have him be aware of the situation, and talk with him and see all different sides of the coin if the person that I have slept with is capable of having that discussion.
0: You know, okay, here's where I stand on that. Um, I think having an abortion is completely the decision of the woman entirely. Yeah. And I, while I can sympathize and understand why a man would be upset if he wanted a child and found out that you know, maybe he got someone pregnant and they had an abortion. I can understand that. But at the end of the day, it's her body Mm -hmm. and it is her life too. Yeah. And that, the whole argument that that's a fully developed and realized human being is not true. It's It's a fetus, it's a collection of cells. Yeah. And so she can decide to have a medical procedure to end that. Yeah. But what I will say is once that child is born, I do think that you have a, you have an obligation to tell yeah. the other
1: person. Well, yes. And they do make a a point about um, men having that discussion with women. If you are choosing to have a sexual relationship where you are maybe not using protection or having a continual sexual relationship with somebody, no matter if you're in a relationship with them or not, uh, Catherine Spiller talks about how it is important to have that conversation about um parenting, about where you want your lives to go. Because if you know that this guy is like, I never want to have kids, you better be extra damn sure. You know, very protective sex. Yeah.
0: I mean, and for instance, and this is kind of, obviously I'm not going to spill anybody's, like, stuff. But, like, I know a couple, for instance, where she does really want kids at some point. He has some already and has said kind of, like, that he doesn't want any more, And she, because of that, he is in charge of their birth control. Yeah. He is in charge of that. He takes that on. He doesn't rely on her to take birth control. Because it's not her. Yeah, it's on him because he's made that choice. Because he's the one who doesn't want kids. So he is very proactive in making sure that their birth control is covered. Yeah. Because that is, men, that's the choice that you have. Yeah. You have the choice on the front end. Women have the choice as soon as they get pregnant because it's our bodies.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? But... And if you're not in a committed relationship of marriage and things like that, it, it is really up to us. Right. Yeah. So on. on but, and then there's the other thing where it's like I was in a relationship where we were having sex and it was not protected at all. And because that was his choice, he did not want to have protective sex. But did he and want kids? He did not want kids. And he would, in fact, tell me that if I were to get pregnant, that I had to get an abortion. He was like, well, I'm not taking care of that kid It's getting aborted. Guess what,
0: buddy? You don't get to make that decision. Exactly. Your decision
1: gets to be made beforehand. Yeah. So if
0: you're not taking the proactive steps beforehand to make sure that doesn't happen. Yep. Then you have to deal with, if I want to take you to court. Yep. To get, you know, child support. Yep. Because you weren't being <laughs> proactive, then that's on you,
1: man. Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. Um, I did feel bad for that guy, though, where they talk, they show the news story of that guy where um, his baby was put up for adoption yes. by the mother. And and that is that sad. That is something that, that shouldn't is, be allowed to happen. Yeah. Well, and there should at least be some sort of, like, if the mom makes that decision, you know, I guess, you know, you could be like, oh, take him to court. But, like, not everybody has that money. And, like, that was very sad to see. If there is someone in their lives that wants to have the child, um... They should be able to take care yeah, of. Yeah, I don't. Child. E- I don't. I don't even know why you would make that decision. Yeah, it was um, very weird. It's a strange decision to make. Very much so. Uh, maybe she just really didn't want the father to be a part of it. Maybe they weren't. You know. In a relationship or had a good relationship, I don't know. Okay, so there's this guy Ben Evans, and he was sexually abused at age 16. And this was weird because it looks like they met him in like a pool bar. It was weird. It looked very Godfather mm-hmm. to me. I was like, "What are you? What like? Where are you?" I thought he was gonna be this seedy son of a bitch. He's barely in it, and he just talks about the fact that like he was abused when he was 16 um, by a woman. By a woman, and the woman didn't get fired from the place that he was at, and um, and it was talked about for yeah, right? It was something like disabilities that. As yeah, well. which is. Yeah. Yeah, no, that woman should have been fired and absolutely. put away. She should have been in jail. Sure. She should have yeah, in jail. Yeah, for sure. So he talks about how women, uh, how men aren't believed that they would be victims of domestic violence and sexual assault. I just was like, can we choose another location to meet? Like, this just doesn't, this makes you look shady as fuck. I don't and know. You're it, not. it was
0: weird, but It was yeah.
1: super weird. That threw me hardcore. Maybe it's where he feels comfortable. I don't know. But, mm, but it's like, we're doing a documentary. Can we not meet you in like weird lighting? I don't know. Maybe it's what he wanted. Can I take a pee break? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Now we're going to talk about the honey badgers. Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Cassie. And I'm Christina.
0: Have you ever had a guy you're dating try and pick up your brother? Have you ever been on a date where a guy showed up wearing the exact same outfit as you? Have you ever been on a date where the guy sniffs you as a greeting? If so, this just might be the podcast for you. Tune in to my worst date. Because let's face it, misery loves company.
1: All right, we about to talk about the honey badgers. Which I kind of fucking hate that they've taken this. I
0: hate that they've (laughs) taken the term honey badger, and I hate that they've taken the term taking the red pill. Like, I hate both of those, because I'm just like,
1: why do you get to own this? Don't take ownership over this shit. What other thing do you know about honey badgers? Like, just the animal itself? Just, have you seen that video? That's where they got it from. Badger, 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 badger. No, no, no.
0: It came from, like, honey badger don't give a fuck. fuck. Yeah, I love that. And so, (sighs) like, you you know they've kind of like laid claim to these things that are pop culturally <laughs> like, like no cuz i've definitely made um the comparison to taking the red pill before Yeah, took the red pill or take the blue pill but but now you're like i can't make that you can't. because
1: it's talking about something so yeah uh, they've like they've cl- laid claim to that as yeah. an mra thing which so, really annoys me the honey badgers are women who support men's rights advocates and the Oh, this woman is talking about there this is a woman of color actually, yeah, which I found is. interesting. She's one of the two people of color. Of in this color entire, in this movie. entire film. Where she's talking about this woman who was able to get child support from the boy that she raped after getting out of jail, which I thought was horrible. Again, it is horrible. this is like that's fucked up if that's the situation that they're in. And um this woman, Allison Tiernan Tierman? I don't know. I can't remember. says, We have to recognize that men are vulnerable and women are actors.
0: Oh, my God, I know. <laughs> Women are actors, like, period, point blank. Like, what yeah. happened to you? Who hurt you? Who
1: hurt Why are you, you this way? This is You know, you've heard of daddy issues. This is mommy issues. Yeah, you've got
0: some fucking issues. Because yeah. I, I agree that that is terrible. But, again, that's terrible when it happens anywhere. I think it might be Arkansas. Sorry, Arkansas, if it wasn't Arkansas. But there is a state that recently uh, passed a law that would allow rapists to petition for child rights, for rights yeah. to
1: the children that they conceive by, nope. from the people that they rape. And well, but also, but then you're getting into, like, court of rape where where they could easily, like, they could weasel their way out of it and say that it wasn't even rape. They're not going to be like, yeah, I raped this girl, but, like, I still want the baby. They're going to be like, no, I didn't rape her. Yeah, but I now mean, I want but, my but baby. But the law doesn't specify it that way. Yeah, exactly. And
0: so, same thing with this situation. I'm sure if, if this woman raped this young man and then was able to sue him for, um, child support. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm sure it's the same kind of thing, but it does go both
1: ways. It does. I think that's something
0: that you need to acknowledge. Yeah,
1: and then they start talking about how women are just as violent as men. And this is something that I feel like you and I could probably have a long discussion about because we are both, we both grew up on true crime, yeah, and love it so much. Yeah, as I feel like a lot of women do because I feel like true crime is rooted in fear. Yeah, and women are very fearful of these things, so they well, want to. Women be aware. Are,
0: are more likely to be at the. and true. We're
1: going to have a whole episode on this in October. In October, but, yeah, but women so, are,
0: are more likely to be on the receiving end of violence,
1: right? And yeah. also, men and women statistically have different motives when it right. comes to violence. Typically, so you can say yes, women and men are equally as violent, but typically in different ways and not that we should say women are not violent we should not say that at all because women are capable of doing horrible heinous acts but we also need to be able to realize that it's like it is different in each case well I mean
0: and I do think that women are equally capable of domestic violence I think you don't recognize it in women Um, when a girl hits her boyfriend, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we are kind of... We brush it off because the damage... Emma Roberts and Evan Peters. Right. The damage isn't as much in general. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's kind of like... Um, and Women I hate, are too weak. I hate to equate it in the same way, but it's kind of like... I love pit bulls. I grew up around pit bulls. I love pit bulls. Uh, and people say they're more dangerous than other dogs. It's not that they're more dangerous than other dogs. It's that because of the way that they can, like, latch on and their strength, the damage they cause when they do go after someone is, is greater. greater than then it would if be. if
1: Dorothy were to go after Correct.
0: you. Correct. So it's kind of like women are the Dorothys <laughs> in general. In general, like, we're we're likely to cause less damage. But it yeah. doesn't mean that we're less dangerous. Yeah, exactly. You know That's what I mean? really,
1: but that is a yeah. really good analogy because pit bulls, as a whole, are not bad dogs. I've no, met a lot of amazing dogs. pit bulls. They're amazing dogs. But if in they are going to attack, they will leave more damage. Just yeah. like most big dogs will leave more damage. Just like if a man, uh, most men are good men. But yeah.
0: if there is a man that's going to hit you, yeah. it's going to do more damage than if you got into a fight with another woman. Typically, yeah.
1: and I'm going to say that women should be just as held accountable. Agreed. to men. Right. I believe that it is unfair that women were to get less jail time because yeah. they are women and because they are, you know, not seen as being if as dangerous. You punch, if you you punch your boyfriend in the face, then you should have the same amount of consequences as a man who punches a woman in the
0: face, right? And granted, that you will do less true. damage, but the intention is the same, is is not
1: okay. Yeah, women should not abuse men, right? Period. And keep your fucking hands done. to yourself, is the yeah, point. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Don't do it if you are angry, that does not give you the, the right to act out in physical violence for men. Or for women. And you and don't use the argument, oh, he's not gonna hit back, because that's part of this issue is right. that men feel like they can't hit back because of the way society and right. they should not hit back. Right. Not saying that they should. Men should not hit back. But we shouldn't be hitting in the first place. We should not be hitting in yeah. the first place, but you should not perpetuate but violence. Again. And it needs to be managed on
0: both ends. Again, I feel like this is something that I know for me was so uh, reinforced in popular culture, where how many old movies, we both love old movies, how many old movies did the man and the woman get into a heated argument where the woman would slap him in the face? A lot.
1: He, a lot. It yeah. happens. It happened a lot. And oh, it's so, and then he would grab her by the wrist and kiss her. Yeah,
0: exactly. In a very <laughs> forceful way. Yeah. And it, so it became kind of this dynamic of passion. Women are yeah. just passionate. If they hit you, it's because they're passionate. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's not okay. No, not okay. We grew up with that imagery of just, like, fucking slap him in the
1: face, like, if he's yeah. being an asshole. And, like, don't do not do that. Don't do that. Use your fucking words. Yeah. You're an adult. Calm down first. Yeah. Don't use abusive language. Yeah. Sit down. Have an adult conversation. And if you have a hard time doing that, then it's your responsibility to get the help that you need to be able to learn to have those communication skills. Agree. The end. Um, <laughs> and, again, so men don't want to hit back because they feel they can get in trouble. Um, and they would, and they should exactly so it's saying that like this is an issue of women hitting men and it's an equality issue and a and the patriarchy is to blame for not believing men because men are supposed to strong. They're supposed be strong. strong. They're supposed to. Oh, why didn't you put a stop to it? Oh, you enjoy sex. Why? You know, you can't be raped. Things like that. Well, I mean, um, also like look at the difference between this is kind of moving away from domestic violence, and moving
0: into like uh, sexual abuse. But like, well, I
1: mean, which to me is, I mean, it's is also is a, is a form of, of violence. Of it, yeah. yeah,
0: but like, look at the differences between the way, say, like Mary Kay Letourneau was looked at, where she was a grown woman in her 30s. Who's Mary Kay Letourneau? Mary Kay Letourneau was big in the 90s because she was a woman in her 30s who got pregnant by her 6th grade student, Billy Falau. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was 12 when they began their, like, ah! whatever, when they began the abuse. it's uh, And it was... It's not a sexual relationship. No. It's not a relationship. And it as was abuse. It was absolutely framed as this kind of, like, sexual love affair and... And that's what I mean, is, like, He's when women young. are the perpetrators, it's, it's framed in a completely different way than when a man of the same age is going oh my God, after yeah, a 12-year-old girl. It,
1: yeah, it would, yeah. 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 Yes to all of that. And all of that is wrong. <laughs> Very wrong. So now we're starting to get into the shelter situation. So there are many female shelters, and there is one men's shelter, they are saying. In Arkansas. Um, in our, Oh, in Arkansas? I thought it was in the country. Oh, there is. Oh, I thought you meant like, I thought you were saying that there's only one in Arkansas and that there's many in other places. Oh, one in the country, and it's in Arkansas. Yeah, and it's in Arkansas. So, but one in three women and one in four men will be victims of abuse by their partners. And this is something that I do think is a feminist issue that we do need to start creating safe places for men who have been abused by women because it is a feminist issue. I agree. Again, just because fem is in the title of what this movement is, it doesn't mean that it's necessarily just, just for, for women. women. Maybe Agreed. at the at the start of it, it was. You know, because we needed women to be raised up. But in this day and age, in the fourth wave, feminism is not just about protecting women. Women are always right. You know, that's not the way that it is anymore. We've evolved, and the movement has evolved. It's we about... are also trying to stick up for people of color, the LGBTQ plus community, and men. Well, yeah, it's about protecting anyone who is at
0: a disadvantage because of the societal gender dynamics that we have experienced, in exactly. This country. Because yeah. we
1: are, we are, and in the world, not just this country, but yeah, we are, we are scrutinizing the patriarchy, and that is a big part of the patriarchy. So I believe that it is important for men to have shelters. We meet this woman named Erin Pizzi, who at first I was like, "Okay, girl, I feel you," and then later on she starts saying some stuff where I'm like, Meh. "Well, I mean, and again." She makes good points. I understand where she's coming from. Yeah. But. There's some stuff, too, that's problematic. And there's some stuff that they leave out of the documentary, too, I'm sure. So, she opened the first women's shelter in Cheswick, England. London? England? Whatever. It was in London. In London. Cheswick in London. Thank you. I appreciate that. In 1971, and, uh... She is widely revered in the men's rights community because when she opened her women's shelter, she then immediately opened a men's shelter as well, which I think is great. Mm -hmm. And more than anything, she is an advocate for children to make sure that no matter what, the children that are involved in these domestic abuse situations are taken care of, which I think is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, She's been barred from feminist conferences. Um, Feminists want nothing to do with her And she's saying that 60% of women entering the refuge were just as violent as the men they left and violent toward their children. And they do show a video of women talking where they're like, yeah, I'm violent. I'm, I'm violent. Extremely I'm extremely violent. Yeah. yeah, and so it's like, yeah, believe these women. They they are violent. Take them seriously. Um,
0: well, I think, I mean, and this is the point that she makes, albeit in a problematic way, that violence begets violence, right? Yeah. So, like, if you grow up in a violent household and you marry a violent man, your, your tendencies are likely to be violent, not just with your children, but also with
1: your husband. But also, I feel like when you are a child and you grow up in an abusive home, the abuse is part of survival. So they feel that in order to survive in this world, they have to be... Abusive in their behavior and in their language in order to survive. Right. Not saying that it's right that they bring it onto their children. Well, or onto their spouse. Or onto their spouse. Because we wouldn't
0: give that kind of, we wouldn't give that kind of justification for a man. Like, because But you the should, thing. because it's like,
1: right? because, it's the same thing. and that's the thing, is that you have to understand people's past, even if it doesn't excuse their behavior, you should not forgive their behavior. It's still horrible behavior. But to be able to understand why they're doing the things that they do, we have to get down to the root of the cause and that cause is a history of abuse and how are we going to stop that? But her point was valid. Her her point is
0: that okay, you take a man and a woman, grew up in equally abusive households the man and the woman meet each other and they get married and they're equally abusive to each other and to their children. Yeah. Because, what we talked about earlier, the damage caused by the man hitting the woman is so much greater than yeah. the woman hitting the man. Yeah. That we take the woman a lot more seriously. Yes. But she is equally as violent as far as, like, she is violent to her husband and she's violent to her children. Yeah. In the same ways. And again, it's just this kind of, like, cyclical cycle of abuse.
1: Right. We have to be looking more at the cycle of abuse, most definitely, because to me, that is the root of the cause. To me, like, yes, there is an issue when it comes to gender and how we look at abuse, but I feel like the root of that cause is really looking at the cycle of abuse and how to stop it, and, you know, that has to do with social services, that has to do with counseling, that has to do with people speaking up when they see something happening. And granted,
0: given that I've said all of that, I also do want to say that I understand that there is a power dynamic involved in in domestic abuse. Yeah. And um, men are
1: largely—they usually have in the, side the power, of power right? yeah. Because so, in society, men have more power than women, right? Still. So I do yeah. think
0: it's a—I th- I think it is a feminist issue, regardless. Regardless, like, I, I do
1: think that the power imbalance is still there. Talk Even about if women violence are equally violent.
0: Women is important, and talking about the fact that there are a lot of male domestic
1: abusers is important because there is a power dynamic at play. Well, because that's how it has historically been. Right. Historically, men have always had more power. Historically, men have always been more abusive to women than, right. w- than women have been to men. But we do need to take the men seriously, one hundred percent. Yeah. So the feminists uh, speak about domestic violence, and Catherine Spiller says domestic violence is a clean up word for wife beating. Um, the way she I don't said like that. it, the way she I, said it, I, seemed didn't like. very misandrous to me. It, it
0: did to me too, because she is dismissing. Male victims of of violence. She
1: is. And she's saying it's not girls who are beating up on boys. It's boys who are beating up on girls. It's both. Yeah. And so the fact that she is completely pushing that aside... Really, really, it made her me. look really bad. Yeah. yeah, but there's this guy, Dr. Kimmel, who says, "Let's assume there's gender symmetry in domestic violence—that women hit men as much as men hit women. Therefore, we need boatloads more funding for domestic violence to develop shelters and adequate interventions, because there's this hidden epidemic of men who are being beaten up by women. Or I could say, as the men's rights movements do, therefore, we shouldn't have shelters and we shouldn't fund them because the women are all lying." Yeah, you see, it's very
0: confusing. Again, it's like what we were talking about. Like, you can't say that there are a ton of male victims of rape and also deny that women ever get raped. Exactly. You know, so... Yeah,
1: and he's saying, it seems to me that if you really believe in gender symmetry, you would want to join with women who are anti-violence to say, we have a real problem here. You know, it's not even a gender problem. It's a problem of women hitting men and men hitting women. Let's work together. And he's saying that if it was equal, he's saying if it was equal, that would be the argument. And he clarifies that that it's not. He clarifies that that is not the case. That 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 it is a gender problem. But he's saying if there was equality between the genders, that it would not be a gender problem. It would be a problem of violence in general. But a lot
0: of men's rights activists, like he says, want to say that women are making it up. That yep. they're not getting hit the way that they that they are saying that they are. Yep. And if that's the case, then you can't properly advocate for, be an advocate for male domestic abuse. Yep.
1: And he's saying that a lot of MRAs feel that if they fund women, they will take away from the men, which is not true. Right. But that is how they feel. So Jay says, why aren't the MRAs and the feminists working together? And... It says, if the number of male victims are addressed, it would no longer be a gender issue, question mark. That's what she's saying. She's kind of saying, like, it wouldn't be a Feminists gender issue. want to hang on
0: to this because, yeah, it, because it makes then our, it, our cause stronger. Stronger,
1: exactly. Because if we didn't notice that men were being abused, then it would no longer be a gender issue. There, it wouldn't be part of the feminist movement. Um, and this pissed me off because this Erin Pizzi woman goes on to say that there is an enormously powerful feminist movement, which, yes, it is very powerful. But that bothers me because I know from personal experience having a feminist social media and a feminist podcast, the horrors that we see very frequently from the people on the internet, to call us enormously powerful, to me, makes it seem like we have the upper hand or that we are the majority. And I don't really know the statistics exactly, but with the amount of scrutinizing that I get for being an outspoken feminist makes me feel like I don't have all the power.
0: Well, I would say that where we are, we are in a progressive bubble. Yes. It is safer. Yeah. to say that you are a feminist or sure. not where we are
1: but when you're but on social media in it's the world the whole at world. large
0: in the world at large uh I can't say that.
1: No. Yeah. Because also, even in America, it's safer to be a feminist than it is to be a feminist in other countries. Yeah. You know? So for her to make such a blanketed statement to say that it is an enormously powerful feminist movement, while I do believe it is powerful, I don't believe that the feminists necessarily have all of the power exactly. I believe that we right. that we as, as women are powerful and yeah. can make a difference, but I don't think that we well, are, like, the ones running the show. No,
0: for sure. And I think part of what she might be saying is that... Feminists have something to rally behind. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Which which is true.
1: Yeah. Like, we have a unifying. But front. I don't think she's saying that. I think she's well, saying that, like. But I,
0: I think she is saying that because I think she's saying that men's rights activists don't really have something to rally behind. Right. Like, because. I don't because know, she's a pretty big men's. But they're not taken seriously. Do you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, that's if, true. if you're a feminist, you, you are. You're you w- there to is a some bit more. kind of legitimacy. Yeah. Whereas. I wish the people who were men's rights activists who were fighting for things that are legitimate would just come to feminism because Because we're fighting for the same things. If you're trying to go on that side of things, people are going to automatically roll their eyes and discredit what you're saying. Yes! Because, because it's ridiculous. You have so many shit things that you're also yeah, exactly. advocating for.
1: And, you know, again, they're saying it's it's the demonizing of men. And I, you know, they're saying, like, the patriarchy, which means men, which means blah, 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 blah. We're hating men. But it's, you know, again, we are not looking at patriarchy as a whole because the patriarchy is affecting men as well. We've already said it. We're going to move forward. This made me feel such hometown proud. The Duluth Power and Control Act. Don't D- remember. Duluth, Minnesota. I don't remember. Who has the best skating competition in the Midwest. Duluth. I love Duluth. <laughs> Duluth is awesome and this made me feel really happy to be a Minnesotan. Um, even though it could be seen as problematic. Anyways, <laughs> in nineteen seventy seven, a bunch of crazy women in Duluth, this is what somebody is saying, by the way. I'm mm-hmm. not saying this. Who is it? Oh, it's this it's the guy who works at the like the office yeah, building. What are talking about? Uh, in 1997, a bunch of crazy women in Duluth, Minnesota, figured out they had the solution to domestic violence, and it was all about the patriarchy and all about men. It's the Duluth power and control wheel, because men are all about power and control. Of course, not you, ladies. You guys oh, God. don't. This fucking guy. Yep. I remember that. You guys don't control anything. You have no power. You're just a sweet and innocent little thing. Anyway, okay. So this power and control wheel is divided up in all these things, saying it's all men. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, like, seeing it, like, I can see why a men's rights activist would look at it and see it as problematic, but because this is also in 1977, during the second wave, where we are trying to just have it be seen and noticed that women are being treated badly and that it needs to be recognized. Well, and our understanding of
0: men's issues were not—it wasn't— like, right. our, our understanding of, like, male domestic violence and stuff was not...
1: Right. And she, and he's upset because it isn't including men in the situation. Well, and, and it, that... is,
0: it is... The the wheel is very outwardly saying, like, men have caused
1: all this stuff. Yes. Which, which, again, like I said, while it makes me proud that these people, like, put it out there because I think it's important... Yeah. We... Just like anything, it needs to evolve over time. Yeah. And now we need to start realizing that there are other victims to these crimes. Um... And he's saying that the entire domestic violence industry was founded on that. And if you're a man, just admit that you did it because most states use this model. And Cassie J goes, that's frightening. Oh, I'm very scared. And then yeah. and then this guy's like... What'd you say, honey? It's terrifying. Yes. Oh, it's it's frightening? No. I find it terrifying. I'm like, shut the Whatever. fuck up. Whatever, he's the worst. So, are you ready for another video diary? No. <laughs> She's crying. She doesn't know what to believe, what is right, and what is wrong. She feels the truth is somewhere in the middle. No fucking kidding, dude. I never anticipated questioning my feminist views. She made videos about how she had to change what she wore to walk around late at night, getting ready for the day, and the home tasks that were laid, that she felt were laid on her shoulders, which is very true. But also, I feel like it was kind of gimmicky. Like, look, I'm a feminist, kind of thing. Um, and then she shows videos of Patricia Arquette giving her Oscar speech. She she shows Emma Watson with he for she. We should mm-hmm. do a whole episode about he for she yeah, because for sure. my God, that is one of my favorite um, parts of the feminist movement is he for she. I yeah. love it so much. And um, it just it just frustrated me that yes, the truth is somewhere in the middle. But I also feel like if you're saying that the truth is somewhere in the middle to me, that almost feels like apathy. Well, the truth is always somewhere in the middle. The truth is always somewhere in the middle, but I feel like we're not even close to being in the middle yet because the women are still fighting. If there's no equality, the truth can't be in the middle, in my perspective. Well, and he,
0: well here's the problem with this woman, um, and we're running kind of long, but... It's fine. We can run long. This is an important episode. The problem with this woman is... Is the fact that she's obviously never thought of any of these things before? No. It is blowing her mind, and she's very easily swayed by these yeah. people because she has never taken a fucking second to think about this before. Yeah. And she just it,
1: called herself a feminist because she's like, "Yeah, I'm being objectified in these films," and that's where it's she stops. True. And it did happen. To and her, it's true. And that's how a lot of people join into the feminist movement. But you have to do more than just that. No, it's um, and.
0: Y- <laughs> What kind of one-dimensional person are you that you've never, ever, ever thought about any issues that affect men ever? Yeah, like to me, I'm like it's blowing your mind because you've never thought of it before. But fucking why? Maybe yeah. question that within yourself before you question any of this other stuff.
1: Yeah, exactly. So we start. We talk to this Karen Strawn who is a honey badger, and she starts talking about Boko Haram and bringing bring back our girls. And she's saying that Boko Haram, you know, they just wanted attention. They were, you know, killing these boys, and the boys are being killed, and the girls are being let out of the schools, and yada 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 and that they weren't getting the attention from western media so they stole they kidnapped the girls and to get the attention that they needed and um yeah they apparently there was an instance where they let the girls go and told them to go home and get married and then they burned the boys alive yeah i mean again again fucked up all and, of this
0: fucked up and again they're not wrong <laughs> exactly she's not wrong when she says that like The boys in their culture were disposable. Yes. So they murdered the boys. Yes. And what got attention in Western society was the girls getting kidnapped because they didn't want them to learn
1: things. Yeah.
0: Which, because that is a. But she's like, they didn't want anyone to
1: learn. They didn't want
0: anyone Uh, to learn. I mean, again, it's true, but, but it's. I don't feel like you need to fucking pick a side.
1: Yeah, I f- yeah, I feel like it was, you know, I understand what she's saying where it's like look at the difference between how we reacted to the girls being taken and to the boys being killed well, we and how when made they were talking the about boys the boys, being boys killed. We were not made aware of that. She says that it was heavily reported on but I they were saying people. They weren't saying men or boys, they were saying people. So I don't know. I you know, I was aware of it when it was happening, but I I don't I don't have a lot of memory of specifics when it comes to this exactly. So I kind of took what she said with a grain of salt. But she just bothered me in general. Like, she was just, she was just so, like, defensive. And she, like, would say things and be like, instead of, like, sipping the tea, she'd like, sip her coffee. And be like, yeah, I just said that. Mm -hmm. So now we're back at the University of Toronto. And there's this this couple who is doing the speech that says from misogyny to misandry to intersectional or to intersexual dialogue. And to me, that sounds interesting. I would be interested to hear about that, but they're trying to talk and the feminist group outside are like screaming and yelling and like, you can't even hear what they're saying for the meeting. And then they quote unquote, illegally pull the fire alarm and the discussion is ended. So then we meet big red who I love, (laughs) outside, and this MRA member. And I'm going to read, this is kind of a long quote, but I'm going to read what Big Red said. Feminists do not want you to lose custody of your children. The assumption that women are naturally better caregivers is part of the patriarchy. Feminists do not like commercials in which bumbling dads mess up the laundry and competent wives have to bustle in and fix it. This is a list of things we're working toward now. If you would shut the fuck up for the 50 billionth time, because this guy keeps (laughs) talking over her, and it's ridiculous. These are the things we're agreeing on, actually. And these are things you got all skewed fucking views on. You think that feminists are trying to take away your fucking rights. But as a matter of fact, what we're trying to do is actually trying to work on the same things you're working on. Except the fact that you're too busy hating women, you can't fucking see that we're trying to work on the same situations. Yeah, that's exactly true. Yeah, this MRA member says, Are you conflating feminism, which is an ideology, with women, which is a demographic of society? Big Red says feminists do not want you to have to make alimony payments. Alimony is set up to combat the fact that women have been historically expected to prioritize domestic duties over over, over professional goals. That's minimizing their earning potential if their traditional marriages end. Amen. Right?
0: So I'm like, and, girl! And also, yes. alimony pa- payments do not go one way. Yeah. If, if the woman is the primary breadwinner in the household, then she will have to give alimony payments to her
1: husband. Yeah. It's the same thing. It just bothers me because this guy is talking over heard the entire... She's just like, will you shut the fuck up? Like, I cut all of the, like, shut the fuck ups and all those things out of the quotes because I wanted to get to the meaning of it. Right. Um, But she's just like, "Cut! will you let me... Like, I have a list here of of reasons why we are on the same side. Will you just stop and listen to me for two seconds, please? Right. Like, it was just so frustrating. So, um... I'm almost done with this, I swear. (laughs) Um, Jay asks, why do you think men's rights movement's are at odds with feminism. And I can't remember who's oh same uh, question
0: over again because she's not smart. She she asks
1: the same thing over and over again. Elam says, well one, feminism has spent over fifty years demonizing men, which is sort of of one of the problems. Over
0: fifty years? I'm sorry <laughs> um, women had to go how many fucking centuries yeah. being treated as literal objects yeah. or extensions of their husbands or fathers so I don't want to fucking hear <laughs> it that for 50 years it's been a little bit hard oh, for you I'm so like, sorry shut the fuck up let off, me dude. swallow you like a boy oh, boy and hold this you man away. rubs me wrong in no, fuck every this guy. fucking fuck way fuck this
1: guy feminist scholars have characterized men as inherently violent inherently bad inherently predatory inherently oppressive they have postulated that masculine Is a disease. Fuck you. So then Esme, the my vape guy friend, says, Saying women are oppressed is a way of demonizing men. How? Yeah, you tell a man he's privileged, therefore anything he's gone through, anything he has to say doesn't matter. And I just wrote I wrote underneath that, I'm privileged for being a white woman. And I don't feel that way. Well, I don't feel like I'm being oppressed That's exactly because what, I I was was gonna have privilege. what I was going to say. What I was
0: going to say is this is exactly
1: the same argument that white people who don't understand
0: white privilege use. Yeah. Where it's not saying that you've never gone through anything in your life. Yeah. It's not saying that things haven't been hard for you. It's that your race is not something that's made it harder. It's yes. It's that your gender isn't something that's made it harder. Yeah. Like, that's the fucking point. Yeah. It's not that your life was all fucking sunshine and roses. Yeah. No one is no, saying that. No, that does not
1: mean it at all. And so... Somebody, no matter what your race and gender is, should look at somebody who's had struggles and be able to feel empathy and have compassion for that person. And, and struggles specific to a thing you couldn't control. Exactly. So now we talked to Big Red, who is the feminist activist that just gave that beautiful argument to the really weird MRA guy at the Toronto meeting, whatever. Jay says, when MRAs say feminism doesn't fight for the rights of men, what would you say to that? Big Red goes, cry me a river. Um, Because, obviously, they do. Like, that's the thing is, like, yeah. you don't want to look at it
0: long enough to understand that. Feminists yeah. have rallied behind Terry Crews. Would yeah. we have done that Yeah. if we didn't believe in the, that, the fact that men can be assaulted? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just bullshit. Yeah,
1: and she says, Feminism is about the discrepancies when it comes to women's equality because we're still not up. We're still not at that equal level. Um. And the that like dipshit guy from the men's rights office is saying how like feminism is based on hate, and is it? Yeah, right. And then and then um. Oh the the girl Karen Strong whatever her name is the girl who was talking about Boko Haram was like, feminism is the way. It's the way. Doesn't that sound a little bit like religion? Oh, sips coffee i off. was like what are you even saying like she's trying to like because from that perspective any worldview is like religion yeah then and, what you believe is like religion so what yeah so what what i'm like are you trying to make this about something else like well, it's like she's it, deflecting and, entirely and the, point, the point is your worldview is your religion period yeah so
0: so if it's feminism or if it's men's rights activism or if it's something else that's that is what that is. Yeah. So,
1: what's your belief system? It's your belief system. And I'm like, and she just like sips coffee, whatever. What the fuck? So, uh, this is about the time that I turned it off because, and then I was like, after she talks, I'm like, finally a black person, dear Lord. Like, finally. Um, and then also, I read or I saw that in Sweden they tried to make a man's tax. Um, and then I stopped the video and I looked up a voice for men and their slogan is men's health. No apologies. Founded in 2009 by Elam. They have a hashtag men 2 Elam has also written a book called say goodbye to crazy, how to get rid of crazy X and restore sanity to your life. But they also say how to get rid of his crazy X and restore sanity to your life. So I'm like, you don't even have a fucking editor. How cheap is that? Um, They have this thing that says, feminism, the infinite monkey theorem, where they say, like, an infinite number of monkeys at keyboards will inevitably create the works of Shakespeare if given enough time. And they're saying that feminists see themselves as these monkeys. Also, that's
0: not—I don't think that that's based in
1: science. I don't think that is at all. Um, And then, also, if you're interested, they take Bitcoin. Great. Uh, (laughs) Keegan, go. That's the end of my notes. Okay, so— so, that's basically the movie. Yeah. Um We didn't I, watch I, the end because I, I, we're both just like, I can't anymore.
0: Yeah. Um. So, watch that if you want to, but I think we've given you basically all the information, so you don't yeah. really need to watch it, so maybe don't give it the clicks. Um. So, with that said, all of that, and there, are, again, I, I said from the very beginning there were going to be points made that were valid points. I don't want you to come out of this thinking. And I don't think you would, given no. the conversation we just had, but I don't want you to come out of this thinking that men's right, rights activists are maybe not so bad. Because Elam, in particular, in addition to have having written an article about like when it's okay to punch your wife, yeah, uh, he also believes he has a
1: daughter, apparently too.
0: A lot of these guys, a lot of these guys have daughters. Yeah. Um, if you read the GQ article, article um, you will find a lot of a lot of mentions of women wanting to be
1: raped. Basically, any woman they disagree with or don't like, feminists in general. Oh, there are men's rights activists who argue that all women secretly have a want have to raped be raped, um, yeah. or are just begging to be raped. That that's in here all over
0: the place. Um, there were also this writer for the GQ article, which is a very long article. So of course, I didn't like copy and paste the whole thing. But he meets men who are advocating that we are demonizing male sexuality because
1: men are attracted to young girls, and that we need to change the oh the whole like uh uh, uh what's the pedophile like thing being part of people are like fighting for that to be part of like the LGBTQ. Well, there is that that
0: that what didn't go into that in this GQ article, but mm, that that's scary. We are demonizing male sexuality because they're sexually attracted to young girls, and that the age of cons- consent should be around twelve or twelve point three. Oh God! Is well, I also I just want
1: to say really quick because I'm not saying that the LGBTQ community at all wants to have. Predators, no be part there, of it. No, there are, people, but there are people out there who are saying. I just want. I there don't want are people predators. Yeah, who, are who saying, believe that. Yeah. I'm just saying. I don't right. want people to. It's think good that to the, clarify that the people in that community want that to happen because I do not believe that at all, and that's why I think it's ridiculous. Moving on. It's good to clarify that. Okay, thank you. Um, so,
0: so this guy who was there thinks that the age of consent should be around 12. He says, "What is 12.3?
1: Like 12 and three months? I guess." Um, what? He says, "I don't know, Mal. It's Like another birthday." Um, it's <laughs> like. Said, Happy 12 year 3 month birthday Keegan. Yeah. You can have sex
0: with a man. So this guy said I'd go with 12. I would rather err on the side of 12-year-olds having sex <gasps> than on the side of ruining men's lives. <gasps> because an adult man is apparently less capable of, of controlling
1: themselves than a 12-year-old girl is able to make a decision about whether I'm or not I'm sorry. To have sex. Okay, no, I'm not sorry. I did not even have my period until I was 14. I was 12 when I had mine, but it doesn't fucking matter. No, it doesn't matter, but I'm just thinking yeah. of myself at this time. Yeah. Your brain isn't developed enough to no, make this No, your brain is not... Deve- even, honestly, even, like, this whole age of consent thing, I feel like, is another discussion that we can have for another time, because it is interesting, but I feel like the age of consent is more so for people who are relatively the same age. Right. Well, 16, I mean, 17, there, there are Romeo you know? and
0: Juliet laws in a lot of states that basically say that if you are within a couple of years of each other, within a certain age group, in teenage years, yeah. that
1: it's it's okay. If you and are, that makes sense to me. If you are 18 and your girlfriend is 16, right. you know, there are things like you went to high school together, right. things like that. But that is yeah. not what this guy is saying. And by the way,
0: this man, he was uh, a teacher, a substitute teacher, who now has a conviction because he went after a girl who was 14 years old. So he and his life was ruined. Isn't that such a travesty and Maybe awful. don't go
1: after 14-year-old girls. Don't go
0: after children. Yeah. Period. Um, so I was reading this article, and so this guy is there at this kind of, like, men's rights convention. Elam is there. Other guys are there. And he brought along uh, a, a girl with him who was also a reporter to kind of help him out who wanted to go. And so I'm just going to read this excerpt. Yeah. The night winds on. The discussion of rape and... The smothering of penises, the sorrows, of false, the sorrows of false accusations, and the narcissism of young girls. Wait, wait,
1: wait! Smothering of penises? What does that mean? Who fucking knows.
0: These guys are having a whole conversation. I don't understand. So the night winds on with discussions of rape and the smothering of penises, the sorrows <clears throat> of false accusations, and the narcissism of young girls. A sore point for Factory, which is a guy who—that was his code name, Factory. Oh, fun. Um, who has two daughters? Who? Like young women everywhere, he says, compete for the most exaggerated rape claim. It is, he says, a status thing. When one of his daughters came home one night and said she'd been raped, he said, are you fucking kidding me? What? His daughter came home and said she'd been raped, and he said, are you fucking kidding me? Um, Sitting with us, he hikes his voice up to a falsetto in imitation. Oh, I just got raped, he laughs. There's a moment of silence, a bridge too far I told her if she pressed charges I'd disown her. Ah! Elam, whose attention has drifted, grins through his beard. That's good fathering,
1: he ah! says.
0: Factory loves his children. He would have reacted differently if it had been what he in theory considers a legitimate claim, but Ugh. if you don't have videotape or forensic a whole lot of or a whole lot of bruises, I don't give a fuck. Wow. So if you weren't raped in the right way, then it doesn't fucking matter. If you didn't save a semen sample, if you're not covered in bruises, this is what I want to drive home at the end of this episode. And I'm so sorry if that was like really upsetting and disturbing to you, but I feel like it needs to be said for all the things that they have legitimate reasons to be upset about. This is not a benevolent group of men working to help these issues. This is a group of angry men who don't like to be held accountable for anything. They don't want to be held accountable for their own desires. They don't want to no. be held accountable for the fact that they want to be with girls who are girls and yeah. not women. Yeah, They don't want to be held accountable for the fact that there are members of their gender that rape girls all the time and yeah. that those numbers might be, maybe are legitimate. Yeah. So I just want to drive home that men's rights activists, while I'm sure there are some that are on the fringes who... Are not bad people and genuinely well, and want who, good things. Yeah, and
1: that who that don't understand that maybe feminists want to work toward the same thing. That's the thing, right. Like who don't is, understand? Yeah, there could just be like right. a gap in understanding
0: there. But I want to, I want to push forward. Elam, this fucking guy that and this Voice filmmaker, this yeah. vo- this filmmaker sat is across sitting, from and sitting barefoot comfortably yeah, on the couch with just almost cuddly with, with this yeah. fucking guy is the same guy who says it's good fathering that. This poor girl came home to her dad and said she'd been raped, and he
1: basically laughed in her fucking face. Yeah. So I just want to drive that home that these aren't good people. No. The people who are at the base of this movement are not good people. If you are, you know, if you are or know somebody who believes in in advocating for men, um, that doesn't necessarily make them a bad person. They just need to understand that that is not the movement to help them. Right. Agreed. Agreed. um, okay. Well, I think, that, that's, I think everything. that's everything. And You guys, um, thanks for sticking through this. Yeah. If you've watched the, the movie, I'm sorry. And tell us your um, thoughts, man. Tell I'd, us. I'd be so interested. Yeah, and if there's something that we said that you want to elaborate on or that you want to talk more about, let us know. I'm sure we'll have more, you know, we had our incel episode. We have this episode. I'm sure there will be more, you know, MRA type episodes in our future. Let us know if you enjoyed it, what your thoughts are. Um... Guys, remember to rate and review us on iTunes. It really means a lot to us, and it really helps us out quite a bit. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public. iHeart. iHeart. Pretty much anywhere you can Apple Podcasts, Podcasts, (laughs) pretty much anywhere. We always try to stay on top of it. If there's somewhere that you like to listen that we are not on, please let us know. Uh, You can email us at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram at angryneighborhoodfeminist. Find us on Twitter at yamp Y-A-N-F, podcast, Um, we're on Facebook we got a a group we got a business page so just hit us
0: up wherever yeah
1: email us yeah. it really it truly does make my day we got we got an email this morning we did story, yeah. and it, it truly does make my day it makes me so excited it gives us more to talk about you guys are really helping us um, continue to make this podcast a growing living wonderful thing and it's completely up to you guys you know and, yeah. that, and you know as much as we love doing it and we would do this forever the support that you guys give us and the information that you give us and the stories is really what makes this possible so absolutely thank you we appreciate each and every one of you so much and the personal relationships that we've grown with you so totally um, hopefully, you enjoyed this episode. And I guess with that, we encourage you to, to rage on. Five. Bye. Bye.